Pittsburgh, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines from Fox Sports Spartanburg on Halloween. How about that? I don't think we've ever had a an addition to this on Halloween, so it's uh might be kind of scary, I would have to say. We're starting out here with a skeleton crew since uh Greg called in sick at the last minute this morning, but we hope he'll be feeling a little bit better later on. And uh we got a Ronnie, of course, is uh, taking the pandemic off, so hopefully he's listening to us. But we've got right here getting his notes ready and doing his homework on the fly is uh, Alan Hill. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. I think Greg might be getting ready for tonight. Um, could be, yeah, or, blue, getting, or getting over moon, last night. Blue moon tonight. Yes. Full moon. Yep. Got a little bit of racing going on, especially up here at Charlotte at the dirt track. Okay. So, uh... Full moon, not a good sign for racing. What's the la- when's the last time they had a full moon on Halloween? Oh, I don't a, a, know. A, a blue full moon, a blue moon. Of course, is the second full moon of a month. Yep. Okay, so when's the last time they had a blue full moon on Halloween? I could not tell you. Nineteen forty-two. Well, I wasn't around then, so I didn't get to see it then. Well, it was beautiful. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't and, around and either. Had a little bit of moon last <laughs> night up there at Martinsville Speedway. I tell you what, that was a. Uh, a, a crash fest, but I was glad to see that, um, well, I mean, I didn't have a horse in the race one way or the other, but Grant Enfinger had to win the race to get into the, uh, the, the final four, and he did, and it wasn't easy. They, uh, they tore up a lot of cars in the, pro- a lot of trucks in the process of getting there. And he had a teammate right beside him who had to win to get in. Yeah. So that was a, that was a tough situation right there. Yeah, but it was, uh, uh, You'd have never known they were teammates because they were. There was a lot of thrashing and banging and torn up sheet metal and probably some hard feelings. I know they had had some hard feelings. I believe the week before after Texas, so uh, um, it was a it was a good race, and we've got a good bit of racing this weekend, and everything is winding down. So uh, we'll um, catch you all up on everything as far as that goes and what's going on locally with Alan. And we've got a couple of guests today. Our first one will be our usual uh, Legends guest at 1020, which is Winston Kelly. Uh, Winston uh, just got through spending four lovely days in Texas waiting on him to get the race finished. And he is uh, not only is he the director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, but he is also uh, the pit road and victory lane reporter for PRN, Performance Racing Network. And uh, you see Winston a lot when he's uh, waiting for the television interview to get over with. You know, as soon as uh, whoever's doing that gets out of the way, Winston jumps in there with the PRN microphone and 
Winston's a great guy. He uh, did the forward for my book on Bud Moore, which is still selling, so uh, he must have done a pretty good job with that. Um, and then at 11 o'clock, we've got a gentleman that I'm not familiar with personally, Greg speaks very highly of him and lined him up for this show. Of course, Greg's not here to talk to him, so I'm going to sort of wing it, and I've tried to bone up on him. Pardon the pun again. A lot of Halloween references here. I had to bone up on him to uh, um, intelligently try to ask him some questions. But his name is Don Farr, and he is the publisher and editor of Mustang Monthly. But I think uh, he's overall, from what I can see here uh, a big Ford advocate. Uh, looks like he knows everything there is to know about Fords and Edsels and and Mustangs. And we will have him on at eleven o'clock. So uh, that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. No, anyway. <laughs> um, so what else did you got going on here, Alan? Uh, nothing much going on. Like I said, it's winding down here at the end. We got. Uh, had a little bit of local racing up here at Harris Speedway last night. And uh, like I say, most of, our boys, most of our local boys has gone to Charlotte. And from what I can see, most of them are qualifying pretty good up there at Charlotte, up there at this World Driving World Championship up there. And uh, glad to see all our local boys are doing good. Well, that's great to hear. Now, what all they got going on up there? And you'll do your, your local stuff later, but uh, what all's happening up there? Well, they got the 602 late models up there. They got the 604 late models. They got the MMSA four-cylinders up there. They've got the Super Street Division up there. Not Super Street, Street Stock Division. I keep getting them mixed up with this other division, but uh, they've got all them boys up there this weekend. I bet you they probably... 300 cars up there. Yes, it is. And this is on the dirt track across the street. Between yes. the, It's between the Speedway and the Drag Strip. Between, yes, sir. Between the Speedway and the Drag Strip. Nice racetrack. I'm going to tell you, it looks like they've had enough equipment up there. And plus, we had that little bit of rain come through here. What was that? Thursday morning? Yeah, just a little. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, helped, helped them prepare that racetrack because uh, it is... You know, they, they talk about putting dirt on Bristol. They just need to let them boys run up there. Well, um, I mean, that's a, that's a true dirt track. It is. I agree with you. I don't, I, I, the only thing about Bristol is I guess they're planning on packing all those seats. And uh, we'll, I don't know if they can get 100,000 people in there for a dirt race. But, uh, no, I'm, um, that, I'm not real familiar with the dirt track at Charlotte. But, like I said last week, we... Uh, we both, I think, saw the motorcycles racing up there. And, of course, they are uh, getting around there pretty good. They got a lot of room. It's a lot more crowded with four wheels than two. Well, it was a little crowded at Martinsville last night. I it mean, was. But, but uh, you know, that's, that's what makes racing. Well, they started out with a pretty big wreck right off the bat. And, uh, and then, you know, it was one thing that surprised me uh you know, truck races are usually longer than a hundred miles, but that was a two hundred lap, hundred miler. You know, just like uh, just like they used to have at the fairgrounds, or a, you know, that was like the backbone of the old Grand National Circuit was a two hundred lap half, uh, two hundred laps on a half mile track, which is what they did last night. Yes, it was. It, it went by pretty quick. And tonight, you know, they got the Xfinity cars up there. Yeah. So uh, first time they've been back there in probably what about twelve years now. Well, I. Didn't they come back last year? 
they may have come back later. I remember when uh, I remember saying that last year, and I was wrong. So I think they've been there uh, a little more than that. But we'll find out. I know that uh, Jeremy Clements is carrying our colors again, and um, so that's uh, that's good. And from what little birdie told me, we may get into some more sponsorship next year, and I hope so uh, with, with Jeremy Clements and and maybe one of our local drivers that's uh, sitting here in the car owners that sit here in the studio now so we'll have to see how that plays out and i remember back in the mid 80s that's where the championship wound up at was martinsville Mm -hmm. and uh i come up from georgia and helped uh larry pearson and ricky and them they called me and there's a little short on crew and uh he called me and he said would you come up and i went up there to martinsville and Larry messed around one championship up there messed around and won it two years in a row did he yeah he did (laughs) and uh same time up there, uh, they had the open wheel modifieds up there, and boy, I liked him race cars. Back yeah. then, it was mostly Jimmy Spencer back in. Yeah, and that was, uh, they really get around that half mile track. And, and, that's, I, and see, I'll never forget whenever they parked us there on pit road because they really didn't have a good garage area back mm-hmm. in. They had Jimmy Spencer, then us, because Jimmy was champion and Larry was champion. Then they had second and second. I mean, they kind of split us up between open wheel modifieds and full fendered cars and then open wheel modified and full fendered car yeah and uh that was a real experience for me back in those open wheel modifieds are i mean they're like uh those huge engines on a a car that what weighs a thousand pounds or something on on the left side and uh you you talking about uh we have uh a good showing up there but uh I like watching them open wheel modified boys on TV. Everybody talking about their air breathers and stuff. And people ask me over at Cherokee, said, your air breathers up above the hood. You need to put something to deflect the air. I said, you ever watch one of them open wheel modified boys? I said, their their breathers stuck up out of the hood too and they fly. Yeah, yeah, they do. (laughs) And you can only go so fast on a half mile anyway. But I had a little bit of news this weekend. Um, Cup with... uh, Larson has been, as we said last week, he has been he has he has completed his obligation for the um, the penalty he had to pay for using a racial slur back in April on Easter Easter Sunday, as it was. I think it was in April, but um, he has been signed now, and it is official. I guess it was a poorly kept secret since uh, Nelson knew it weeks ago, but it was uh, announced this week that he signed with Hendrick. To drive the number five car, and I guess that's why they did away with eighty-eight, so uh, Bowman could go to the forty-eight. Yeah, and uh, and he'll be the anchor man there. From what I understand, he's twenty-eight years old. He'd be the oldest driver. Well, twenty-eight and being the oldest, <laughs> but he's the newest driver. So I don't, I don't know if uh, if that. I mean, he's the veteran, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and it was announced that uh, was it gentleman's name jim flugel that's coming over from the gibbs truck team to work with william byron uh he's gonna be his crew chief and william byron and he had already worked together i think they've won about five races together in the truck series years back um so they made quite a big deal out of the fact that gibbs uh, not gibbs but hendrick usually promotes from within i mean it's very rare that he goes outside of his own uh farm system for lack of a better word to get somebody but in this case he did and uh we might see some more 
better things out of William Byron. Of course, he did sleep, squeak into the uh, the chase la- uh, this year by winning one late. So uh, William Byron has uh, uh, got a new crew chief. And speaking of winning late, who won the pool last week? <laughs> Greg must have ran one. Well, that's what <laughs> happened. He must have celebrated and he couldn't come in today. <laughs> And I've heard a bunch of uh, things going on this week about that. They said that, from what I could understand, the man told me, he said, Joe Gibbs should come on there and told him to let the, the other car the win. The car yeah. win the race. I said, no, he can't do that. I said, don't you remember back at uh, at Richmond, Michael Waldrop had the deal? When you got sponsorships on them cars, do you think M&M's, as much money as they put into to Joe Gibbs these past years, Mm-hmm. Would appreciate him saying, uh, fall back, let the 19 come on, let him make sure he's in the, ch- in the chase. But Because he, right now, the, the 19's out on the chase. But, you know, it got to the point there where uh, um, went in for that 16th year in a row for Kyle Bush meant a whole lot more. That really, I think that was going to sting more than not being able to defend his championship. Because it, it was, he forgot to take his bow when he got out there <laughs> after he did his... Uh, abbreviated burnout since he was out of gas. He did say it's been a long time since he'd been in there. And like I said, this racing, it is a humbling sport. Yeah. I just got a text from Nelson Crozier, so I know we got one listener. And uh, he says it's Rudy Fugel. So uh, I don't know what I said, Jim. I think I said Jim. So when in doubt, say Jim, but it's Rudy Fugel. And uh, of course, I'll, um, Nelson will probably be able to bring us up to date on some other changes and news. And one other thing, uh, the the um, crew chief for the twenty three eleven team, which is what they're going to call the Michael Jordan, uh, Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin team, is um, I think his name is Mike Wheeler, and he has a. Uh, been with Hamlin for years, uh, or was with him previously for years. I think they have five wins together, including one Daytona 500. So uh, he's going to start out with a veteran uh, crew chief himself. Was he not with the 11 team to start with? Well, that might have been when they, uh, I think it might have been Hamlin's first Daytona win. So it was several years back. I'm not exactly sure on that. But 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 what I'm kind of getting at is, are we taking crew members from the Gibbs organization and moving them over here to this new team, or well, is this now, actually, you know, big article in the paper this morning had a picture of what the car of the car, not what it's going to look like. I mean, it is what it's going to look like, but it's not a it's not a drawing. It's the a car sitting there, and it's it's a mostly white with orange uh, door pretty much where the number 23 is and um, they had to go to great lengths according to the article to prove to NASCAR that they didn't have uh, that this isn't a fifth Joe Gibbs team it's a Toyota and it's got a obviously it's got some of Gibbs' people it's in a different building and uh, I think uh, Alan's giving this one the horse laugh over here that's what I was getting at. I mean, you take you take crew members from the eleven, or you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, that, there's kind of you know, there's ways around everything out here. And we was talking about don't get me wrong, like your Xfinity teams and stuff like that. Or Jeremy Clements, you see him come in for a pit stop, and you look at the other teams over, and they got their uh, what I call their NASCAR teams down there pitting the Xfinity cars right. for them. So 
the way I look at it is Jeremy Clements is the only true Xfinity team out there. I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. Because they're wrong, Larry. Whenever I was with Larry, and we was back in, it was Bush Grand National. Right. My brother would come down and change rear tires, and they would pay my brother, which he was on the Junior Johnson team. Right. Uh, whenever we had a racetrack that coincided the same racetrack, mm-hmm. like on Saturday and Sunday, most of these boys would go and hire out the Winston Cup boys to come down there and pit race cars to try to get out faster. And it worked. Well, I think what they're talking about here, the, the major concern is... Gibbs having a fifth team. I mean, like under the same roof that's, and everything. Uh, but it's, I mean, it don't matter if the same. <laughs> well, it does the NASCAR. That's their, that's their problem. It's uh, uh, Well, if it's across the street, it says, what, what's the difference to me? Well. I mean, if it's across the street over there and I'm still taking motors from the Gibbs shops here and moving them over to there, which don't get me wrong, you got Hendrix that supplies motors to everybody else. Yeah. And, I mean, so I mean, so are are the all the motors that goes out of Hendrix? Are they satellite teams? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's uh, well, I don't. I, there's there's a, a obviously a fine line they have to straddle here. But um, once again, that was the whole crux of this fairly big article in the paper this morning about about this new team and how they expect to win immediately <laughs> if they are a satellite team or whatever you want to call it as Gibbs, they probably will. But they had to go um, I think to show that it was different management and different pockets and you know. Anyway, they they pulled it off one way or the other. I tell you what, Alan's not buying it. I'm not buying it. Okay, well then the fifth Gibbs team is going <laughs> to yeah, be there you go. Uh, is going to be the 2311 team with uh, uh, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan, of course, 23 was his number in basketball, and 11 was, is still Hamlin's number, so uh, now it's Bubba Wallace's number. And don't get me wrong, the way I look at it, uh, the 43 team now has got Eric Jones and Pius winner, Pius hard driver. When the boy gets out of that race car, you look at his hair, he's still sweating and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't... I, I, you think he's working hard? Yeah, he's working hard. Did you look at... Uh, Kyle Bush, after he got out, yeah, he he drove his he drove his heart out. Yeah, he for did. That win. Yeah, he did. He forgot I mean, to bow. Yeah, he forgot <laughs> to bow because uh, don't get me wrong, he uh, he got out, kind of brushed that hair up a little bit, and uh, what what he's got left, what he got left. But I mean, it was uh, it was still a a deal where he had to he had to race hard. That's the main thing I noticed was a big patch of skin showing through in the back. But you know, well. Well, see, he may end up like uh, Todd Bodine or something, just shaving it off. Racing will kind of make our hair kind of come out sometimes. (laughs) It's taking the helmet on and off so much, probably. Well, we're going to take a break right here and uh, come back and talk to Winston Kelly, a good friend of the show and a man that knows everything there is to know about what's going on out there. And uh, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Hi, this is your host, Perry Allen Wood. For the latest in auto racing, join us for Start Your Engines, Saturday mornings at 10, here on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and it's my great pleasure to bring on the director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and... PRN reporter for years and years, Winston Kelly. Good morning, Winston. Uh, it's good to be on with you, Perry. And uh, just a just a slight modification. I'm with MRN versus PRN, but it's good. It's easy to get them confused. Well, you, okay. Here's my problem. <laughs> I you were you ever with PRN? No, sir. I have. I was with the Universal Racing Network for a few years uh, as a statistician. And I've been with Motor Racing Network since 1987, so uh, that's been my only uh, only allegiance there. But uh, 
we're all good friends. It's uh, it's not competition. It's uh, we all just like to bring the races to everybody. Well, let me tell you what threw me off because I, I got your biography printed, printed right here, and it's uh, it says MRN. But I thought that all of the tracks that Bruton Smith controlled did were under a PRN when they went to the radio broadcast. Yeah, they are, and we do uh, all the International Speedway Corporations as well as all the independent tracks like Dover, we'll do Nashville, Road America, uh, Mid-Ohio, and all that. So, uh, yeah, your, your memory is correct. Uh, I'm just affiliated uh, with the International Speedway Corporation group, and uh, like I say, it's, uh, it's good to have a bunch of folks out there. Uh, when we used to do every one of them but Charlotte, it absolutely wore us out, so... Uh, it's good, it's good to have other folks out there as well. Well, I think the bottom line is they want the best in the pits and on Victory Lane, and that would be you, Winston. And uh, I've enjoyed your work. I'm sorry I made that mistake, but um, uh, you know, as a, uh, I remember the Universal Racing Network like it was yesterday. Bob Montgomery, mm, Bob Montgomery had that wonderful voice, and uh, I can hear him just as easily as I can hear uh, Ray Melton at Darlington or something. Yeah, and that's how actually I got started. My dad was the first public relations director at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and when he went into business for himself, he had done a bunch of public address announcing work, and he went to work for Universal Racing Network and Hank Schoolfield uh, from the mid-60s all the way to the mid-70s. So, uh, my brother and I would tag along with him, and uh, that's when uh, I caught the bug, uh, just tagging along with Dad, going to places like Rockingham and Bristol and Martinsville and in places like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Bob Montgomery is uh, as good as there ever was. And a lot of today's folks just would not know who he is uh, because URN has, uh, has not been around for a while. And, and Bob passed away a number of years back. So, you know, even people who've been around this sport for 30 years may have never heard of Bob Montgomery. And, and he was one of the best. Well, I don't know if you can get any of his broadcasts, maybe online or something, or just some snippets of it. I know that when uh, ESPN did that history of NASCAR or 50 years or whatever it was, they had like a 10 or 20 second clip of him, and it was just so great to hear. And, yeah, uh, Hank Schoolfield, who, who ran the network, donated all of his archives and, and uh, radio broadcasts to Appalachian State University oh, great. in Boone, North Carolina donated all that to their motorsports program so that's that's where all that resides right now well that's great and uh well maybe they let the public have access to that because i would certainly be willing to uh look i spent 20 bucks a couple of weeks ago to listen to uh a one-shot deal of the 1958 indianapolis 500 on the on my phone so uh i love stuff like that i i mean i majored in broadcasting just just to be like like um, Bob Montgomery and Sid Collins and and uh, uh, all, all those announcers that I just I just love their voices and that told me all the stories because uh, when I would lay on the floor and listen to the radio, races on the radio, yeah, they were they're great storytellers and great broadcasters. So uh, just uh, call up there. It's uh, Susan. I cannot remember Susan's last name, uh, and I, and I don't know if. The, I know they wanted to digitize all those broadcasts, but uh, that's very expensive, so I'm not sure if that's happened or not. Yeah. Well, tell me about the 96 hours of Texas. That must have been a lot of fun. Well, I was glad I wasn't there. You know, going back to our kind of PRN, MRN uh, conversation, uh, Motor Racing Network does all the truck races no matter what racetrack it's at. Uh, that's just something when they were started back in 1995. 
So we had a small crew that went down there for the Sunday race for the truck series that got in before uh, the cup race. But I tell you what, having been at a racetrack uh, that it rained and having to stay around till Monday or even Tuesday, you know, never had to stay till Wednesday. And I really felt for all the teams and the crews and, and in particular the production folks that had to move all the television equipment from Texas to be here last night for the NASCAR Hall of Fame 200 at Martinsville. So they they really put in their hours. And the people behind the scenes, they are the unsung heroes. But there is nothing more boring than rain at a racetrack. That's the truth. Or depressing. Yeah, and you add to it that with the pandemic, you're – cubby hold into a certain area you can't just walk around into the garage area while it was misting and for all the right reasons nascar has done a phenomenal job in compartmentalizing the people at the racetrack to keep this virus from spreading so i say that as a credit to them but you know when we go to the racetrack we're just in the media center and there's very few people in there it's not hustling and bustling like it normally would so the boredom at a racetrack in the rain, uh, and we've had it this year several times uh, at Miami and Talladega, uh, it, it just is accentuated. So I feel bad for those guys, but uh, glad we got a good race in and uh, going to finish on time, it looks like, you know, by next weekend at Phoenix. I just got a text from Mike Hill, who we were talking about just a minute ago, and he said he gave Appalachian State a whole bunch of stuff um, for their stock car racing archives. So, uh that's uh, her name was Susan Wise. Susan Wise. That's it. I could not remember her last name. Very delightful lady. Uh, haven't been up there in a while. Actually, I get to blow and want rock as often as I can, but I haven't been over to the university lately. And I know our curatorial affairs folks talk with them and share information from time to time. But uh, you know, I understand they have you know quite the program up there. Well, and and that's a great thing that uh, I was aware that they had something there. And it's just, I know that they have something, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't Humpy Wheeler done some things with Belmont Abbey? Yeah, Humpy's been very involved with their motorsports program and, you know, as an advisor and as a speaker. I don't think he ever taught there, uh, but we've had some people, uh, both interns and, and had a full-time person that worked in our partnership marketing area uh, and then has gone on to a larger role at NASCAR and International Speedway Corporation that came out of that program. And there's a, a number of folks, one of the Penske uh, public relations guys, great guy, Ian Moy. You know, it's just a very strong program over at Belmont Abbey, and, and Humpy's been very instrumental in that program. We're talking to Winston Kelly this morning. And, uh, Winston, now let's talk about the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I know that this pandemic has uh, played havoc with uh, – your plans and and the events you have there at the Hall of Fame. What's the status of everything right now? And and um, are are you open or when do you plan to open? No, we we are reopened. We've actually been ready uh, to reopen since the latter part of June, and we've got incredibly enhanced protocols. And I'm not going to bore your listeners with all of them, but if you go to our website nascarhall.com, you can see. Everything we're doing, in addition to the basic stuff like social distancing and hand sanitizers and things, it's a highly interactive facility. Right. So you get a stylus so you don't have to touch the screens. We've got people going behind us all the time, or behind the guests all the time, 
wiping things down throughout the facility. We play our video in our main theater uh, on a hourly basis now rather than on an every 20 to 30 minute basis so we can clean that area. So just a lot of additional cleaning protocols. We do require masks. That's a part of the North Carolina mandate and you know it does help keep everybody safe so we've been open since the middle of september uh we've had steady flow not as high as we were last year but probably higher than we anticipated uh and we've gotten great reviews on our customer service surveys on the cleanliness protocols and people's comfort being there so we're back open everything is accessible there's some areas that we limit the number of people that can be in a particular area, like we got a full-size hauler that's in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So we ask that only three people go in there at one time because it's so enclosed. We've got race simulators with a seat on each side of a full-body car. So we just race on one side, say the left side, if you will, and then when the left side's being cleaned, we race on the right side. So things like that that we have done to make sure that we can clean everything and be safe and uh so we've been up and running since september the 16th and uh this weekend uh with it being halloween uh kids get in free with a paying adult they can wear their halloween costume but they don't have to so invite (laughs) them to come out and uh, have a good time oh that sounds great now what uh, i know from uh my visits up there and i can tell you that i am way overdue greg and i both are but um uh, what do you have a major theme right now? I know from time to time you concentrate on certain aspects of uh, of NASCAR. And uh, is there any particular thing you're concentrating on now? There, there's several things, Perry. And one of the things that we endeavored to do when we designed the hall is we want to have something for everybody. Whether you're a diehard race fan and been around it all your life like yourself or Greg or somebody that's never been to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We had took some guests around last, last Saturday. Uh, uh, folks that were associated with Fox Sports, and uh, one of the ladies had never ever been around NASCAR. So we want to have something for everybody. But we unveiled, we did more changes to the NASCAR Hall of Fame between September of 2019 and February of 2020 than we have done since we opened. We completely overhauled all the interactives in what we call Inside NASCAR with much bigger screens, and new exhibits there, uh, and and things like a track map where you can see the difference in the size, put Martinsville inside Talladega mm. on a big screen. So then we also, uh, we always annually change out our Hall of Honor for our inductees uh, for the class of 2020 this year. We do an exhibit called Memorable Moments, looking back at the prior year, last year's champions, the 2019 champions. But we also, every three years, we change out Glory Road, which are the 18 cars on that banked uh, uh, exhibit. And Dale Jr. selected both the theme and the 18 cars that are there. And that was installed in January of 2020. So then, you know, middle of March, we were closed. So we've got so many things in that six-month period. We put in an exhibit that will be in there for the rest of this year. Uh, on the 25 years of the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Oh, good. So there's, there's about a half a dozen new exhibits as well as just the complete interactive overhaul uh, throughout the facility. Like the large interactive screens that we've got on Glory Road 
You can actually have a touch screen that shows everything about the car, but also inside the car as well. So if there's a car you can't see into because it's further away from where guests can get to, you can see 360-degree views of everything in that car, whether it's Dale Earnhardt's seventh championship car, Jimmy Johnson's seventh championship car, uh, or a Hudson Hornet that's there. So uh, a lot of new things. They're not one theme, but a lot of different new themes. I want to put a bug in your ear here, and we're talking to Winston Kelly. Um I thought it would always be cool to have a Spartanburg display because we've got such a great, rich history from here. And unfortunately, we've lost a lot of them, but we're still going with Jeremy Clements. But, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, he, even with the local drivers, you know, uh, that are that are on the dirt tracks now, um, you could fill up a, a display just about Spartanburg. And I, I think uh, we'd appreciate it. Well, that's something we can consider. The very first question I got when I was named to be in this position before I even reported to work is, what did I see as the biggest challenges? And I hadn't thought a lot about it, to be honest with you, because I was I still had a full-time job doing something else. And the first thing that came to mind was, I think our biggest challenge is also our biggest opportunity. And that biggest challenge is, no matter how big the facility was going to be, and we hadn't even started designing it at that point in 2006, that we weren't going to have space to do everything we wanted to. Where that becomes our biggest opportunity is to be able to take ideas like what you just threw out and say, okay, so when can that fit in and where can that fit in? Because one of the things that we've seen, we have highlighted so many different themes throughout the facility, but sometimes they're not congregated in one area. So if you take your Spartanburg example, there's so many things in there That's right. about bud moore about cotton owens about david pearson and that history that's there it's just not congregated in one area that's true and and that's one of the things we did with what we call our wheelan hall of champions when wheelan engineering came to us not long after we opened and wanted to highlight the champions from lower divisions not just the top three levels and while champions were highlighted throughout the facility it wasn't in one area so they put their money where their mouth was, uh, and we have a Wheeling Hall of Champions. So you can see the the uh, the divisions that don't even exist anymore, as well as all the current divisions from the K and N series, the Wheeling Modified Series, the All American Series, all the way up uh, to the Cup Series, and what their name uh, names were before. So you know, ideas like that. Every time we get them, you know, we put it into our our memory bank, if you will and see how and when that could fit in. So we'll certainly keep that in mind. Well, thank you. And uh, it's funny you should mention Wheeling Engineering because uh, we've already mentioned Mike Hill a couple of times here. That He's uh, he's on the, that team with um, in the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, Wheeling team number 31, the, the Daytona prototype Cadillac. And uh, he's a regular contributor to our show. And uh, we think a lot of Wheeling. So it's it's I know it's great that they do a lot of things throughout motorsports and especially with the modified tour yeah wheeling they have been wonderful wonderful people to deal with we hate we lost phil Kurz, who was kind of the uh, the catalyst if you will and their vp of motorsports uh but peter tierza and all the rest of the guys that we've continued to work with have just been wonderful wonderful partners not just for the nascar hall of fame uh, but Phil, Phil's the one, Phil Kurz is the one that approached me back in 2010 
uh, and we talked about it for two or three years because we wanted. Oh no! Damn, I cut him off. See, that's what I get. That's what I get. Well, we just uh, <laughs> we just lost Winston Kelly here. <laughs> cut him off trying to answer Nelson. That was a dumb thing to do. But uh, uh, go ahead and talk for a second. Let me. Well, we was talking about the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I was wanting to try to get in touch with you know Winston before we cut him off there, but. Uh, I'd like for him to, you know, I'd like to have a section up our NASCAR Hall of Fame for the people. Yeah, still got you? Okay, hold on just a second. Well, yeah, I think we got knocked off. Yep. We still got you, Winston? You still there, Winston? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I We got another call that <laughs> I tried to go to it, and I thought I accidentally cut you off, so I apologize. Um, That's okay. No, it's not okay. okay. It's, it's a Halloween trick-or-treat that... Uh, I played on myself there. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you one question before we had to let you go, though, because we are getting up okay. against a commercial. When you were broadcasting for uh, um, MRN, did you have any opportunity to uh, work with Dick Brooks? Because he was a pit reporter for them, wasn't he? Absolutely. Dick was there when I first got started uh, with Motor Racing Network back in 1987. Worked with him for a, for a lot of years. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed working with him and uh, just a, a great guy. And the thing that I remember most about Dick, Dick was a very successful businessman, as you know. Oh, yeah. But Dick was the most down-to-earth guy that you'd ever work with. He's just so just a great guy. Well, the pictures that I've seen of him at work, he had on bib overalls. <laughs> that, the, that was his uh, trademark. That was his trademark. Well, well now, Perry, I hate to run, but uh, yeah. we're, we're headed out here, so it's always a place to be on the show, and uh, come see us at the Hall of Fame. We'd love to have you. Sure will, and I'm sorry I screwed up the end of that there, but uh, thank you so much for coming on. Quite all right. Anytime, Perry. You guys take care down there in Spartanburg. All right. Thank you. Well, that was eventful at the end. Yep, that was eventful. <laughs> uh, you know, I started to just let the phone ring, but I hate to do that to Nelson. But I didn't realize that if I pushed another button, it was going to cut him off. But he didn't go away. Yeah. It, it stayed there. So, you know, I don't know. Anyway, let's take our next break, and then we'll talk to uh, Nelson Crozier, and I can regain my composure here. You're listening to Start Your Engines on 1400 AM, 98.3 FM. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selections. 
selection and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at QueerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. That's Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Uh, Good morning, Nelson. How are you today? Okay, pretty good. Happy Halloween. I, I, I guess uh, a trick got my first trick. It certainly wasn't a treat when I tried to answer you calling in while we were talking to uh, uh, Winston Kelly, and I cut him off. So uh, I don't know if what I said got out over, over the air, but if, if it did, I apologize. But welcome to the show. And um, I don't know if you watched the uh, truck race last night, but that was a kind of a demo derby there towards the end. But I guess that's what NASCAR wants it to be. Well, that's quite true. Uh, before we go any further, what, uh, was Jack Ingram uh, the best? He's having cancer surgery on Monday. Okay. Well, he we've had him on the show last year, I think, and um, we certainly want to wish the best to the Iron Man, Jack Ingram. I remember seeing him run many a time with that number. Uh, seems like it was a bronze-colored number eleven, uh, fifty-five Chevrolet or a Camaro or a, or maybe a Nova, but. Uh, yeah, Jack's one of the greats and a member of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Well, uh, Nelson, we're coming down to the wire here for um, one more spot to get into the finals for both Xfinity and the Cup divisions. And it looks like uh, 
Kyle Busch finally got his win for the year, and I believe he was more tickled with that than uh, than since he couldn't make the make the final four. I, I think it was a load off of his shoulders. Oh, no question about it. And he, uh, of course, in order to do that, he had to sort of take away from uh, the second place finisher, who's trying to get into the chase and and is in a win or don't get in situation, and that's uh, Martin Truex. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a good news for Gibbs in one way, but bad news that uh, cost one of their other cars a chance to get in. Uh, tomorrow's going to be interesting, no question about it. Well, can you clear up a little bit as uh, Alan and I were going back and forth uh, this morning, and he's he's not really buying that... Um, uh, the uh, 23-11 team of Denny Hamlin, uh, Bubba Wallace, and Michael Jordan is not a fifth team for Gibbs. So c- can you exp- explain what makes it separate from a Gibbs team? No, because Nashville wants it to be separate. That's why. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> Alan's over here laughing, so... I don't know if you heard me. There was a big article in the paper this morning in Spartanburg about, uh, of course, it was a wire article, but, you know, it was about how the uh, the teams are separate and how they've had to to do a bunch of stuff and not do a bunch of stuff to prove that it's a, it's a separate entity, although uh, they're a customer of Gibbs. Well, not only of Gibbs, uh, all the engines come out of... Uh TRD in California. You know, it gives those engines for the Xfinity series, but not for the Cup series. Well, um... But the tra- uh, chassis, uh, you know, cars, uh, from what I hear, they're going to be interchangeable. Right. But, I mean, like, they're not, um... It's not as separate as something like, uh... I'm trying to think of another Toyota team. Well, the third place finisher at Texas was uh, Christopher Bell in the '95 car, and I, that team's going away, I believe. But they still—it's uh, uh, a Toyota, and I'm sure they get a lot and are affiliated in some way with uh, Gibbs. But it's uh, nobody confuses them with the Gibbs team. I guess the big problem here is that Denny Hamlin's on both teams. Well, you know, Christopher Bell is going to be in the 20 car, right? Wolf Shakespeare. But so far as the twenty three eleven team, uh, Hammond said they're looking at having two cars for next year. I saw that uh, for twenty twenty two. I thought I said I saw. Uh, well, definitely for twenty two, but maybe for uh, next year. Oh wow! Well, um, oh, I know what I read that uh, um, the team, and I don't know how far it is because uh, Alan was talking about it being right across the street. But the twenty three eleven team is in the building that Jermaine Racing had, which was the is currently the number thirteen Geico car. That's right. I mean, you know, to try to separate it, you know, it's a very fine line. Yeah, well, it's not fine enough for some people. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, invisible. I'll tell you, there's been a lot of controversy about it, and you know, that helped good or how poorly they're going to run. Well, from what they said, uh, they expect to win, of course, I guess. I know it took, um, when Toyota first came in, they had all those Red Bull cars, and um, Michael 
Waltrip, you know, was uh, had a lot to do with, I think, some of that. And and they had some teams and drivers that eventually got around to winning. But I do you recall how long it took them to finally win? I, I don't think they won the first year, did they? No, I don't believe so. I mean, that, uh, that was supposed to be a really well-funded team, but they didn't show much for it to start. Yeah, and I can't remember all the drivers. I know they had, uh, I think Michael Walter might have been one of the drivers. I know they had, uh, um, well, I can't think of his name right now. I can see him. But anyway, all right. Well, I tell you what, before the time gets away from us, let's get our picks in. Greg finally won. I knew that if he stayed with uh, Kyle Busch long enough, he'd get a win. So he did. So uh, you can still be caught, Nelson. No, you can't be beaten. You could end up sharing the title. You've got six wins. I've got four. Allen's got four, and Jada's got four. So uh, uh, we need to. We need to. Somebody needs to sweep to uh, to at least tie you for the championship. But uh, go ahead and t- take a pick for this week. I think I'll take the nineteen car. Okay. Well, you know that's a that's great because Ronnie texted me last night about midnight, and he wants Bubba Wallace. So. Uh, that works, that works out perfectly. So Alan's walking over here and he's changing the whiteboard. I'm going to stick with, uh, I'll stick with uh, Elliot like I've had every week. I guess Jada's going to stick with the 11. Alan's going to go with Harvey. And uh, Greg, I don't know if you want to stay with the 18 or not, but we're going to leave him there. And Lanny, uh, I can't remember. I think Lanny texted me just now. And I don't know if he said Keselowski or not. We'll, uh. I'll uh, I'll pull up his text here. Yeah, he wants Keselowski, so leave the two there. Okay, Nelson, so uh, with a couple of minutes we got left here, um, anything else you want to share with us? Any news or notes or anything that I I missed? You got, uh, once again, right on the button with your Larson prediction, which you made at least a month ago. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I thought maybe they had to wait until 2021 to announce that, but that didn't seem to be the case since they announced it this week. You know, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, apparently, the chassis uh, components are going to be supplied by company called Technique. Okay, I never heard of them. Isn't no, that- uh, they're doing other stuff already, but I'm not sure, uh, you know, much about them. But, you know, the word all along has been that Gibbs was going to supply it, but apparently they're out. Well, okay. Gibbs is a. Gives us busy. What else you got? Anything? Oh, let's see. Uh, uh, Joe Fast Racing will run six to eight races next year. Uh, Is that the one that we talked about last week? They're they're leasing their charter from for some races. Uh, right. Uh, well, I, they own part of two charters. Uh, one of which uh, is being shared with the Wood Brothers. I mean, that's a whole strange deal with the charters right now. It's too confusing. They need to, I mean, I don't need to keep up with it that badly, but uh, it is confusing, and anybody that wants to keep up with it would have to be, I think, about about as smart as you to do it because I'm not even going to try to keep up with partial leases and and that. That's just, uh, seems like to me that's, uh, well, it's just not the way to do it, in my opinion, but who cares? No, I don't think it's what NASCAR intended to start with either. And, of course, this is the last year of the initial five years of the charter. So next year, you can uh, you can lease uh, the charter to another team, 
Real quick, Nelson, I know that, you know, we just had on Winston Kelly, and he's uh, big into radio, and you're you're into communications and spent all the time with the in-car cameras and the communications on pit road. Did you ever interact with Winston very much? Oh, yes. Now, ever since he was a track announcer at North Worthboro. Okay, well, that goes back a while. Yeah, and oh, Hank Schofield started to run me off. Hank Schoolfield, I'll, I'll remember. He was like the statistician or something, wasn't he? Oh, right, but he owned the Universal Racing Network. Oh, okay. And he was very bitter uh, because uh, Motor Racing Network slash NASCAR uh, offered to buy him out, and he refused, so they, they just run him out. Mm. Just says, when, go ahead. When I was doing MRN, you know, I was the... Uh, Associated with NASCAR and MRS, so I was the bad guy. So he, he didn't have a lot of good feelings for anybody with NASCAR. Uh, uh, Ryan Cooper, myself, who was the other engineer, uh, worked at the end of the race, worked carrying a uh, big audio board, uh, which is about as wide as your studio there. Uh, and he stands there, and the sheriff stands there. And uh, Ryan Ford bumped into him a little bit, and he told the sheriff, he said, arrest that man. He assaulted me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the sheriff said, no, sir, you walked into his path. Oh, man. Things get petty. Did you want to say something, Alan? Something about the 19 car got uh, penalized, I think, this past week. Uh, yes, they had a spoiler problem. That's... Uh... So, Cost them twenty points and probably some money. That is correct. And did they, did they ban the crew chief? Was that him or was that somebody else? No, they bumped the crew chief out last week. Yeah. All right. Well, Nelson, we got about forty seconds to go here before the break, and uh, appreciate you coming on. And um, stay healthy, and we'll have a happy Halloween. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Same to you. All. all right. Thank you. That's Nelson. Close. Crozier, God, I can't even get, what is wrong with me this morning? This studio, it's it, it it's haunted. Halloween. It's haunted. It's, it is Halloween. But who, who is he? He's the smartest man I know. He's the smartest man I know, too. And uh, We hadn't seen that ghost pass by here yet, but uh, if we do, you're going to be by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I practice, well that, that goes more for our skeleton crew. So, um, anyway, we're going to come back after the top of the hour and talk to Donald Farr, a Ford expert. And um, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Your home for bump and run weekday mornings at 7 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Multiple outlets report there were zero new positive results across the NFL from Friday's round of COVID testing. Another round of testing is being conducted today. In college football, Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez said on College Game Day this morning that the Badgers football program is now up to 22 COVID cases, 12 players and 10 staff members. That includes six new cases since Thursday. 
Their game today against Nebraska was canceled earlier this week. Their next game, a week from today against Purdue, Alvarez said a decision will be made on the status of that game on Tuesday. And Illinois has just announced that starting quarterback Brandon Peters and tight end Griffin Moore have tested positive for COVID-19. Peters and Moore will be sidelined for 21 days, including today's game against Purdue. Contact tracing also sidelines several other Illinois players for today's game against Purdue and next week's game against Minnesota. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second spooky hour of Start Your Engines. Uh, 
our guest for 11 o'clock. The phone number that Greg gave me goes straight to voicemail. So, uh, well, there you go. Let, let voicemail talk to us. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, it's a boring one-sided interview, but uh, I left him our phone number. I don't know the gentleman, but I'm sure he would have been interesting, and maybe we'll still have him on. we got a whole hour to go. So, uh, but Alan, you got here, anything happening locally? Well, we got a lot, lot happening here locally. Uh, well, get with matter it. Matter of fact, I met a guy this week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to swap cars here for just a little bit. This guy's name is Stacy Hall. He works over here at Gene Fulton's. Everybody knows Gene Fulton. We need to have Gene on, Gene on the phone. We well, haven't talked well, to him in a long I'm time. Gonna have, I'm going to have this guy on the radio show. I couldn't have him on today, but I'm going to have him on here in the next week or two. That, well, we his only got is, two weeks, so let's his, do it. His name is Stacy Hall. He is the Pro Sportsman National Champion. Oh, wow. Okay. Won it this year. Said he'd been trying for years. He works over at Gene Fulton's, so everybody knows what Gene Fulton's done in drag racing <laughs> and makes... Plenty of horsepower. Yeah. You know, everybody's talking about, we got Clements makes dirt track horsepower. Yeah. And they call that house of power. Well, guess what? Gene Fulton's house of power, too, over there. Off what I call David Pearson Boulevard. Well, that's what the sign says. David Pearson Boulevard. 221. 221. North. North. Yeah. 221 North. Everybody, I used to, used to go down there at Spartanburg Dragway and watch Gene Fulton run a Chevy 2 Nova station wagon. Had a helmet and had sheep's fur on it with two <laughs> horns stuck out of it. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I huh? never heard of this. Yes. No. Uh, well, when we get Gene Fulton on the air, we're going to ask him about this helmet. Well, but it did. It had two cow horns coming out each side of it with Fulton. Which everybody knows Fulton. I ain't going to say he's out there, but he's out there. He's in a different planet. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. When yes. we did that thing for the... the um, I talk about it all the time, but in 2012, when... At the Chapman Center, we did the history of auto racing in Spartanburg. I went to him and said, do you have anything that you could put on display? I didn't know the man. I'd never met him, but I'd heard of him. And we talked for a few minutes, and uh, he said, well, what about this? And he pointed to this motor. I mean, it was huge. He said, uh, well, we'll take that one down there. I'll bring it down there. And this was some drag motor that sat there the whole time of the show. And he said, I tell you what, if you can give me $80,000 for it, I'll split it with you. And uh, I didn't have any luck. But we had it sitting back there next to uh, the micro midgets and uh, and all the trophies and everything. And I tell you, he went to a lot of trouble to loan us that motor. And, I mean, it. I, I was kind of felt kind of funny taking something so expensive. But there was a lot of expensive stuff in there anyway. But well, Gene Fulton's a great guy, the yeah. point. Everybody knows he started off up there in that little shop right up off Hard Street. Right behind, right behind it was the Honda shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and uh, Tommy Moody, big drag racing frame guy here in Spartanburg now. Okay. Both of them was there in that same shop together. And uh, you'd ride by there and you could hear the motors out there in the background mm-hmm. sometime. And uh, you know they was making some power in there. Um. We're going to do some drag racing. Like I said, we've only got two shows left, but I'd love to have Bobby Bennett back on, and I'm going to work on that. And uh, maybe we'll just do one of our last shows on drag racing because we haven't had Gene Fulton on in a long time and the other gentleman that you just mentioned. So uh, anyway, what special else you got call. there? Did you talk to a special correspondent uh, recently well, at I, another track? Uh, yeah, I, I talked to another uh, 
We had a race going on up there at Harris Speedway last night, and everybody knows with the big storms that went through up through there, I couldn't get nothing as far as results back, as far as, you know, telephone lines and as far as race monitor, what I call it. They couldn't get online and stuff like that and give me results, but I had a I had an inside guy going up there. No. That's Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson, special correspondent yes, to start sir. your engine. Special correspondent. I, so I called him and got a report this morning of... Uh, who all won up there at Harris Speedway and uh, started off. I said, all right, let's start off with uh, Renegade Stock 8. He said it was a yellow car with a two on the side of it. <laughs> I said, a what? <laughs> I said, what about the second? He said, I think it was a white car. <laughs> I said, all right, so let's move on over here to... Uh, they had to run what you brung class up there. That's the said, one you were going to run in, right? Yeah, that was the one we was going to run in. I said, what about run what you brung? He said, I was a black car, that white one that's won every time he's been up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, tell me something else. He said, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Uh, Wilson, um, I, but uh, Winston Kelly doesn't have to worry about Mr. Wilson taking his job. But uh, I think uh, the two car run Renegade Stockade up there, uh, if I remember correctly, the O2 car <laughs> is going to be Michael Barbary. And uh, the one car that won the $2,500 run what you brung race up there is going to be Monk Gullage and uh, been hard to beat here lately. But uh, we also got a lot going on up there at uh, Charlotte. World Championship up there, World okay. Short Track Championship. They got the 602 late models up there. They having so many cars up there that they are having to have like six heat races. Mm. And they put like 10 cars in each heat race. So that puts 60 cars up there trying to make a 24-car field. Wow. So uh, we're going to start out with, like I said, some of our local drivers are doing real good up there. We got the 602 late models in the first heat race. John Ruggiero Jr., name that I've said on here quite a many times. Yes. And the second heat race was Brian Mullis. We called him Cheeseburger. You remember that? Yep. And uh, why do we call him Cheeseburger? I don't know if the guy just likes Cheeseburgers or what. All right. I mean, uh, he drives a fast race car, though. In heat number three, Colton Correll. In heat number four, Austin Mintz. In heat number five, Devin Morgan. And heat number six was Dale Timms. Most of these drivers, except in the third heat races, raced locally down here at Cherokee Speedway and wish them all the luck tonight up there. Uh, moving on down here to the 604 late models. Heat race number one, Logan Robertson. Heat number two, Kyle Bronson. Heat number three, Colton Overton. Heat number four, Gray Pardon. Heat number five, John Ruggiero Jr. So that means he had two cars up there. He had a 602 late model, then took a 604 late model up there. And heat number six went to Brett Helm, a local driver from down here at uh, Newberry. I think he's driving a Barry Wright race car from mm-hmm. our local driver. Okay, we're going to move down here to Street Crate Sportsman Division. And uh, heat number one went to Tyler Love. Heat number two went to Chris Rice. Heat number three went to Caleb McLaughlin. Heat number four went to Patrick Lyons. Okay, going to move over here to the MMSA. That is the four-cylinder division that runs a lot, travels around a lot. First heat race went to Tack Brown. Second heat race went to Austin Brown. 
talk to Austin on here. So that means him and his daddy is going to be starting on the front row tonight for this main event. Well, that'd be interesting. Yes, it will. Right. So uh, I don't know if Tyke's going, you know, kind of like they did up at Martinsville last night. Uh, I'm going to let you start on the outside. I'm going to try to drag the brake and let you run off uh-huh. in there. But it didn't work last no. night. It didn't work last night at Martinsville. It might not work at, at Charlotte tonight. Sounds like something that might not son. work much at all. <laughs> But anyway, wish them all the luck in the world. Heat number three, Nick Walker. Heat number four, Nick Broom. Heat number five, Braden Pruitt. That's the lady driver. Yep. We talked to her on here two, two or three times. Yes, we have. And then in heat number six, went to Phil Wilson. Like I said, if you want to watch some good racing, head on up there. They also got the UMP modified divisions up there. And... Uh, after they get all these racing in, like I said, they probably got somewhere around 250 to 300 race cars up there this weekend. And then in the next couple of weeks, they're going to have the World of Outlaws have their finals up in there. So uh, this will be a good deal up there. Be a big full moon coming up over there. Oh, yeah. Yes, it will. And uh, be a lot of racing going on. Glad to see that Charlotte letting fans in up there. Yep. And... Uh, was a, that was a big question here lately about uh, what was the deal going to be about, you know, getting in up right. there. And just, uh, I knew it was going to have to work out some way or another. Glad to see some fans that was at Martinsville. Yeah. And you, did you see what they going to do for the fans that hung around at Texas for three days? Uh, no, gonna, I didn't. They going to give them free pit passes. VIP sessions all in pit road in the garage area and everything else for the people that was sitting in them stands up there. I don't know if they sit up in there three days, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were probably cold and wet. I'm going to yeah. answer this on the air and see who it is. Okay. Let's see what happens here. Start your engines. Hello? Yes. Okay, Donald, hold on just a minute. All right. Well, there's our guest, and uh, I'm going to get him on here, and we're going to talk to him, but I'm going to take a break as soon as I get him on here. Are you there, Donald? I am here. Okay. We are right up against the commercial. Let me have this commercial, and we'll come back and have a nice talk with you. You got it. All right, I'm going to put you on hold, or you just stay where you are, and I'll. Uh, <laughs> you don't do a thing, and I'll be right I, back, I okay? Can. I can do that. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. This is the same thing that happened last week. Okay. All right. I tried to uh, have a commercial here, Donald, and uh, we ran into this problem last week, and I don't know what's happening to our our break that we're taking here uh, but it didn't it didn't fire off, so I tell you what, it may jump in in the middle of us what we're doing. But it's great to have you on the show. I'm sorry Greg couldn't be with us. Um uh, he took ill overnight, I guess. But appreciate you oh, okay. I appreciate you calling back. And uh but I did some research on you on the internet and I see uh listened to a couple of interviews with you and you're a I got I drive a Mustang, so you are the editor and publisher of Mustang magazine, is that correct? Well, it's, I'm, I'm the editor of Mustang Times, which Mustang is the, Time. the magazine by the Mustang Club of America. I I was editor of Mustang Monthly Super Ford um, 
I've been writing about Mustangs and Fords for 40 years. So. Okay. Well, that's what I saw. One of the things I looked at earlier was uh, you were talking about Edsel's. Edsel Ford? No. Well, uh, the car, <laughs> Edsel. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not very familiar with Edsel's. I'm, I'm more of a 60s and on up kind of guy. Okay. Uh, well, how how did yeah, you get and, to get get along with? Uh, how did you get to know Greg Moore? I assume that was through Mustangs and Bud Moore in some way. Well, uh, obviously, I, I grew up in Union, South Carolina. Oh, okay. And uh, spent a lot of time in Spartanburg with with an aunt and uncle who lived there and a cousin. And uh, so I, I was well aware of, of Bud Moore and uh, uh, had a Boss three hundred two Mustang. So kind of knew about the Trans Am involvement with Bud. And um, when I was doing Super Ford magazine, I, I was covering NASCAR, and I was at Daytona, standing in the garage area, and I looked next to me, and there's a guy standing there in a, in a Thunderbird, I think it was a 40th anniversary leather jacket, and I had one on, too, just like mine. So I said, where'd you get that jacket? And he looked at me and said, where'd you get your jacket? And it turned <laughs> out it was Greg. And that's how I met Greg. Well, Greg's, uh, I'm sorry he couldn't be with us this morning, but... You uh, so did you ever come up to Spartanburg and visit Bud and Greg in the shop? Uh, later on, uh, probably it was probably later on. It was probably in the in the nineties, right? Um, um, I also knew Jerry Mason. Oh yes, you know, Jerry. Jerry used to work there. I got I knew Jerry through my involvement with with the, with Shelby's. You know, Greg, right. uh, Jerry has quite a collection of Shelby Mustangs, or right? He did. And um, he invited me up and, and to uh, visit the shop with my grandfather from Union, who was a was a big racing fan. I can remember him listening to the Southern Five Hundred on the radio. Oh yeah! And that was one of the big pleasures in my life to be able to take my grandfather up to Bud Moore's and, and tour the shop with with Greg and Jerry. Yeah, so. uh, and I think uh, Jerry used to have a big car show uh, around this time of the year every year, and he's I think he's got cars stashed away all over his property up there, quite a few of them being Fords. Uh, uh, now, do you own a lot of Fords, or do you have some rare Mustangs or collector collectible Mustangs? I was never a, really a collector. I've, I've had I've had a Mustang in my garage since 1970, and I've been without one ever since. Okay. Um, but it's always been ones or twos or threes. In fact, at one time, my whole family, my wife, my daughter, and my son, and myself, we all drove Mustangs. So they, the neighbors knew us as the Mustang people. But um, the one I've got right now that, that's um, my all-time favorite, obviously, is, is a 66 Mustang GT that my grandfather bought brand new in Union, South Carolina, in February 66. Oh, wow. So I've got my... Got my grandfather's old car. It didn't uh, didn't stay in the family all the time. He sold it, and uh, but it stayed in Union. And I found it in the early eighties, and and went went up and got it and brought it back down here to Florida. And we fixed it up and had it restored a few years ago. So it looks just like the day the, the my grandfather took delivery of it. So I, bet, I bet that's worth something. Well, you know, they made a lot of '66 Mustangs, so <laughs> that kind of that kind of holds the, the value down a little bit. It's, it's not a Shelby or it's not a Boss Mustang or anything like that, but 
Um, it's definitely worth more than what my grandfather paid for it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Uh, well, I'm a Mustang driver myself. I'm on my second one. And um, Greg's got one a lot hotter than mine, but uh, I've, I've got the EcoBoost uh, four-cylinder, which is actually it's a pretty nice running car. I've been very pleased with it. I don't like the bright red color too much. It's a little too loud for me, but uh, I'm... I grew up in a Chevy and Pontiac family, so I'm a I'm a big Mustang guy now. Well, I've I've got a 17 EcoBoost Mustang. That's my daily driver. Yeah, me it too. Is, it it is it is grabber blue, just like the 1970 Boss 302 I bought from L.R. Rose used car lot there in West Side of Spartanburg in '74. Oh yeah, no. I remember that place. Well, uh, so what? Is there? Do you have a website or anything where we could go uh, and uh, or or tell us about your magazine? Tell us how we could learn more about Mustangs and about what you do. Well, in addition to being editor of, of Mustang magazines for for many years, currently you know Mustang Times with the Mustang Club of America, uh, you can find out about that at www.mustang.org, which is the the club website. But in addition to that, over the past six or seven years, I've done a number of books. Uh, I'm very honored to do some books for Ford Motor Company. Uh, my first was uh, when they they came back out with the Boss 302 back in 2012. I did the launch book for that. Oh. But, the, but, but the real gem for me was Ford asked me to write the 50th anniversary of the Mustang, um, a, a book I did in 2014. And... Um, that is that is since out of print, but they've turned it into more of a generic Mustang history book. Right, and, and they're available. They're in bookstores. They're at Motor Books, and if anybody wants a signed copy, uh, they can, they can order one from me at www.donaldfar.com. Okay, well, you know that's great, and you, uh, I know Greg speaks very highly of you, and I'm I'm sure he would have had a lot of questions. Uh, uh, and could have done a, a little better job of this than I did because uh, he's known you for a long time and, and I've heard him mention your name several times and he's wanted to have you on the show and then when we get you, he uh, he couldn't make it. So um, I'm I'm sorry for that, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and start your engines for us. Well, I'm glad to. Uh, anything else you want to promote? Or we, got a, we got a minute or two here if you'd like to say anything in particular that I missed. Oh, well, one thing, the tie-in to Greg and Bud Moore that I thought I might mention. Go was, ahead. Uh, this, this year, in fact, uh, just last month, is the 50th anniversary of Bud Moore winning the Trans Am Championship with Parnelli Jones. Yes, um, it is. Yep. And so that's, uh, for me being a Mustang guy, for me coming out of the Boss 302 world, uh, uh, that, that's, a, that's a big moment, 50 years. Um, you know, it, it's Interesting that I bought a Boss 302 in, in Spartanburg, and I, I lived just 30 miles away down in Union. And I really didn't didn't even know about, you know, it, South Carolina is a NASCAR state. Right. You know, so we, the paper and the TV was all about NASCAR. I didn't even know that Trans Am existed, mm. you know, in 69, 70, yeah. and that Bud Moore was, was campaigning and making such a big impact. Uh, for Ford and, and Mustang. Yeah, so. and uh, and I wish uh, I wish somehow they had come out with maybe, and Greg had talked about it at one time last year, uh, you know, just maybe some sort of commemorative trim or something to put on a, one of those yellow Mustangs that could uh, 
um, you know, commemorate yeah. the 50th anniversary, but I guess it's too late for all that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's too bad. Of course, uh, Ford did commemorate it a little bit back when they came out with the new Bosch 302. They had a Laguna Seca edition, which was, was where um, the Bosch 302 ra- raced, but it, it nothing about that 50th uh, of the or even to commemorate the championship. But they talked a lot about it. I, I will say that they were very proud even all these years later, that Bud Moore won that championship in 1970. Yeah. Well, sorry it didn't happen, but uh, I know it was talked about, too, because Greg told me about it. Well, thank you for calling in, Don. I'm sorry we went to voicemail to begin with, but you were kind enough to call us back, and we certainly do appreciate it. And we'll have you back on here when Greg can can be with us, and you two can reminisce a little bit, because that's what I was looking forward to hearing. That would be fun. Okay. Thank you very much, Don. I appreciate you calling us Thank back. Thank you. All right. Okay. That's Donald Farr, and uh, I tell you what, I appreciated him calling in because um, I know Greg went to a lot of trouble and was looking forward to talking to him, and it didn't happen. So I'm going to do something crazy here and, and see if this commercial will play. If it does, uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Well, what else you got over there, Alan? <laughs> this is uh, this isn't working too well. Now you got you. Said, does he want us to call him? Uh, we can. Uh, I don't. Well, know I mean, I can't our... go to break if you want yeah, to talk for I don't a few know minutes. If I, I don't know if I, uh, our number to call in here. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Talk for a minute. And let me see. We're going to try to get Hank, Hank Guyton on the phone here, who was texting uh, Alan and. Wants to talk a little bit, so. Wants to talk a little bit about Greer Dragway over here. Well, Greer Dragway's having a big race over here this afternoon, and he's wanting to spread a little information about that. Well, we will. Let me see. So, I'm going to try one more time here, see if a commercial will play. And it won't, so uh, talk for a minute. Let me get Hank on the phone. So, uh, like I said, if you don't want to take off and go all the way up to Charlotte Speedway this afternoon, and... Uh, Watch a little bit of dirt track racing. You can always go over here to Greer Dragway. Glad to see Greer Dragway back and open after all this coronavirus and stuff going on around here. They're going to have a special deal. Going to pass out some candy over here at uh, Greer Dragway. And uh, like I said, uh, we'll, we'll get in touch with Hank Gotten here. And uh, about the next race coming up, going to be over here at Cherokee Speedway. It's going to be in a couple of weeks. It's going to be the big blue-gray annual blue-gray race up there. Everybody knows about the blue-gray. That's when all you super late mall world of outlaws get together. They're getting down to the end of the season. They have nowhere to go. So uh, they'll all, before they start tearing their cars apart, will all invade Cherokee Speedway to make a, a big appearance here. So uh, got, got Perry on the phone here. He's fixing a Patch us in to Hank Gatton over here at Greer Dragway. I don't know what's going wrong with it. Appreciate it. Bye. Oh, this is, I mean, this is Halloween, isn't it? I'm sorry. This is just a a nightmare. Um, That phone number you gave me, is that what I was supposed to call? I don't know. Uh, Somebody's trying to call me. Well, that's uh, that's Ronnie Black. Okay. (laughs) And Ronnie Black's trying to talk to somebody to... uh, Talk to Tyler to figure out why the commercials aren't playing again. Okay. This is just a lot of fun today. I can't wait to listen to this. Do you have a number for Hank? 
I'll look it up here. Well, for Hank, you. if you're listening, just call in. I know he's listening because he's sitting here talking to me. <laughs> so, uh, well, just call in, Hank. I mean, and, and we'll get you on the air. And I tell you what, we're uh, we're coming up on uh, half an hour of show left, and I've got a bunch of stuff I haven't even touched. So, uh, but we'll be glad to get you on and let you talk about uh, um, what's going on at Spartanburg Dragway. And this has just been like. The wackiest show I think we've ever had. But anyway, uh, I called up to talk to Hank Guyton and get Ronnie Black, who is uh, trying to get our commercial straightened out remotely. So let me go straight to this. They ran a cup race at Texas, and they started on Sunday. Is that Hank's number? That's Hank's number. All right. Talk for a minute. Let me see if I can get him. Give me the number so I can uh, see if I can get him on the phone. all right, go ahead. Say something. I had a little uh, truck race last night at Martinsville Speedway, and uh, a lot of action going on there with 20 laps left to go, and kind of like what Matt Crafton had to say afterwards. You know, truck spins out. We don't need to have five or six caution laps. We need to do some racing. And uh, just so happened, Matt Crafton, he missed the show as far as moving on to the next four. So, uh, you know, sometimes things get stretched out there a little bit. See, one time where an official jumped out to pick up uh, something off the racetrack and uh, left a hat on the racetrack last night. And that was a pretty funny thing going on. <laughs> and, uh, well, hats off to him. <laughs> hats off to him. But they left that ra- they left a, they left a hat on the racetrack last night and let the trucks go ahead and run. But uh, we'll... Uh, Nobody's answering that number, so I'll tell you okay. what. Hank, if you want to call in, call in. We'll put you on the air. Otherwise, we're going to continue on here. Thank you for helping me out on the fly here because this is getting crazier by the minute. Um, anyway, Kyle Busch, as we've touched on, got his finally uh, victory this year. So he can uh, say that he's won a race in 16 years in a row every year that he's been in Cup. And he was followed by Martin Truex, his teammate, who needed it as bad as he did, if not worse, to uh, to get into to get into Final Four, but, you know, from what I understand, Martin Truex has won the last two races in a row at, at Martinsville, so uh, he might be, uh, it might have been a good week to pick him, and Nelson did, and he's the smartest man we know. Third went to Christopher Bell, who had an outstanding race in the Levine family car, and I thought maybe he was going to win, because they were talking about he had some sort of uh, fuel mileage advantage coming down to the finish of the race, and, um, Fourth was Ryan Blaney. Fifth, Alex Bowman. Sixth, Brad Keselowski. Seventh, Kurt Busch. Eighth, Matt D. Benedetto. Ninth, Denny Hamlin, who had a miserable race. He hit the wall while he was leading on Sunday. And, of course, this race wasn't over until uh, late in the afternoon or early evening Wednesday. And tenth was Joey Logano. So, as it stands right now, the uh, points... Well, we're not, the, the points are um, going to the Final Four, and you've got in the Final Four right now, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Brad, Brad Keselowski. But uh, Brad hasn't gotten in on a, for winning a race during this uh, segment of uh, four races, this round of four. And um, so he needs to uh, uh, either win a race or have a really good finish. He's got a 25-point lead over Alex Bowman and and Chase Elliott. So the guys that are in right now are Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, and Keselowski. And the guys that are out 
are Bowman, Elliott, Truex, and Kurt Busch. So, starting tomorrow afternoon, we'll see how that plays out. The starting lineup for the race, uh, by the way, Keslowski is on the pole. Truex is second. Alex Bowman is third. Denny Hamlin is fourth. Kurt Busch is fifth. Kevin Harvick is sixth. Joey Logano, seventh. Starting eighth will be Chase Elliott. Ninth, Kyle Busch. And tenth, Ryan Blaney. Looking on down the line at some of your other favorites. Uh, I see, um, well, you got to go way down to 27th to find Jimmy Johnson, who uh, is looking real dim for him to go out a winner. But he could. And he think because they're going to tear up a bunch of cars tomorrow, too. And this afternoon. Uh, Bubba Wallace is 32nd. So, uh, anyway, here we go. Let me uh, see who we got here on the phone, and uh, if you'll take over for a second. This might be that ghost that we've been talking about coming in here. This is Halloween Day for everybody who knows. And, uh, uh-oh. Who we got this time? Well, we got the one and only Hank Guyton calling from the Greer Dragway, Drag Strip. How you doing, Hank? Good. How you doing, Perry? Good. Um, Good. What you got going on out there? Uh, we got our Halloween race today. Uh, going to be doing a little trick-or-treating after the race is over. So, y'all want to come out? Anybody wants to come out bring their, their kids? We'll trick-or-treat from uh, trailer to trailer. Everybody brought candy. Uh, also, today, asking people to bring a uh, unwrapped gift to uh, for the un- uh, you know for the underprivileged kids. Mike Greer will turn all those in. Uh, they, a charity he uses. So we got that going on. But it's our last bracket race of the year. Actually, probably our last race period for this year. So come on out. So what we'll time? Good time. Look, what time you get underway? Uh, we already practicing right now. We probably start to race at one o'clock. Very. And what's the cost to get in? Uh, ten dollars for spectators. Okay, and uh, little kitties, do they get in free or anything if they wear yeah, a ghost costume? Under under six gets in free. I think under 12 is high price, I believe it is. Okay, um, I hate to touch on this. I don't hate to, but I want to give it a little bit of respect. Uh, you lost somebody that was close to uh, the Greer Dragway, uh, was it last week, week before? Week before we lost uh, Daryl Yarborough. Uh, he was our gas man for probably over, I know, over 40 years. If uh, he he was here, I'm, I've never known him to miss a, a Thursday or a Saturday uh, in the last 40 years. Him and Larry Bradley started that uh, deal, and then uh, Daryl Wood kind of took it over and sold uh, VP Racing Fuel. He was the VP man every Saturday and every Thursday. He was... Uh, he was he was killed by a guy that kind of didn't yield a red light and hit him and hit him and killed him. That's horrible, and I know Alan. It's terrible. Mentioned it. I mean, that's a great loss for our racetrack. For somebody like that, is so dedicated. And I mean, you didn't walk by the fuel trailer up there that Durwood didn't wave at you or smile at you. You didn't have to go by and buy gas. He would still speak to you or, and and wave at you, whatever. Well, Alan mentioned it on the show last week, and I and I I was 
hoping that we could get in touch with you, and I'm glad you called in so um, so we could mention what you've got going out at, at Greer Dragway and yep. what and uh, about this gentleman who lost his life tragically, and uh, and pay our respects to him on the air. Yep, and uh, yeah, and I apologize. Uh, for not getting to come on last last week, but you know we got ready. To, when I got ready to, to call you, I kind of wanted it was trying to get going, and we had a big old crowd. And, hey, I did win the four second. I won the four second race last Saturday, and uh, I dedicated that to Darrell Yarborough. Well, good for you. Um, Greg's always bragged about how quick you were. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I am, some days I ain't. Well, we're all the same way, and I tell you what. That's well, right. we're gonna. Uh, you got anything else? You got one more thing there you wanted to say? No, I'm good. I just like that. I appreciate everybody. Big one, come on out for our last race. Uh, like I said, and uh, bring the children out today. Be a perfect day to bring your kids and have them dress up. Oh yeah, so have them dress up. And come on, yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Okay, Hank, yeah. appreciate you coming on and. Uh, Good luck to you, and stay safe during these crazy times, and happy Halloween. Okay. I appreciate y'all letting me talk. Anytime. Anytime. You just call in. Okay. Thank you, Perry. All right. See y'all. All right. Bye. Hank Guyton, and uh, that was good. Yep. Glad to see him doing something over at Greer Dragway. Uh, everybody knows you got to support these racetracks to make them run. And it sounds like a safe way to trick-or-treat this year yes, instead of going door-to-door with all the crazies that are out there. Yep. Uh, everybody knows this racing family is just one big crowd. You know, even though uh might lose somebody over in this crowd, the other crowd over here kind of, you know, looks out each- after each other. All right. Just for the heck of it, I'm going to push this button see if we get a commercial. <laughs> Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Think of it as a delicious, delightful, delectable dilemma. See, right now at McDonald's, it's your choice. Either the cheesy McDouble or the six-piece chicken McNuggets. Or maybe you should go with the new hot and spicy McChicken sandwich or the perfectly golden small fries. Yep, any two for $3. Mix and match your faves. And all you have to do is choose. Um, you do have to choose. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
Fox Sports 1400 is now bigger and better than ever. Why? You were on an FM station. Because we're now on the FM dial at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400. Now bigger and better at 98.3 FM. Okay, and welcome back to Start Your Engines. And I'm going to zip through the Xfinity. And, you know, I don't know what you did, Tyler, but thanks. I mean, we, that's two weeks in a row we've had trouble with that commercial break. And uh, this is the week for it. So, anyway, the Xfinity cars run today. And that is at Martinsville. And it will be a slam-bang fest, I can assure you. And that will be at 4.30 on NBC. It's on the big network, the top. The, I'm sorry, the draft top 250. They ran last week, of course, at uh, Kansas with the O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, I'm sorry, at Texas with the O'Reilly Auto Parts 300. And just as I was bringing our new puppy in the door um, from Union, our cocker spaniel named Odie, um, I get a text from uh, Alan saying, are you watching this? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not watching it. And in fact, I didn't even record it because I forgot to. But I turned it on real quick while everybody was meeting the new dog. And uh, just in time to see uh, Jeremy Clements, who must have been running pretty good, plow into one of the leaders as he got crossways in the track. So he was having a pretty good day, was he? Yes, he was having a real good day, making a good showing out there. Well... Didn't turn out too good for him, but um, Harrison Burton was the winner. Noah Cragson was second. Anthony Alfredo, third. Austin Sendrick, fourth. And Brandon Brown was fifth. You got to go all the way back to 27th to find Jeremy Clements, who uh, was caught up in a crash with Brandon Jones, Justin Allgaier. That's twice they've met. They met down at Daytona, I believe it was. Colby Howard and Jeb Burton and Matt Snyder. So it was a it was a big crash, and he got caught up in it. He is still in 13th in the points, which is the best he can do. So that's where we want him to be. Um, as far as the playoffs, Ryan Briscoe has won his way in. The rest of them, um, they'll, they'll pick another winner possibly today to, uh, to move on. So we'll see how that turns out. Like I said, that's uh, today on NBC at, uh, what did I say, 4.30. It's... Uh, Yes, 4.30 on NBC. And he announced the schedule for next year for the Xfinity. And uh, it's pretty much similar to the, the Cup. They they go to the Coda, the road course in Austin. They go to uh, Darlington twice. They go to Mid-Ohio. Well, they already went to Mid-Ohio because that's where Jeremy won a couple of years ago. Um, I'm sorry, no, that's Road America. They go to Mid-Ohio, so that is new. Um, they go to Nashville. And uh, Indianapolis Road Course, which was a great race this year, the Roval. So we'll get into that a little more in depth, hopefully, in a week or two. We're going to squeeze in our last commercial breaks here and come back and wrap it up for a wacky Halloween. You're listening to Start Your Engines. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. 
Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. The weather has finally cooled down, and football season is finally here. Whether you'll be tailgating at a game or at the house this season, you'll still need ice. Twice the Ice has 12 convenient ice houses located throughout the county. Twice the Ice is affordable and is never touched by human hands. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find a Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWaterIce.org. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly, all kinds of insurance. Cliff's got your back. So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. whatever the computer comes up with the music we hear but you think we could have had monster mash or something today the way it's been going but uh let's get through uh the rest of these uh series uh the trucks we've talked a good bit about they ran last night in a real slugfest at uh at martinsville with grant Enfinger having to win and he won and the second place finisher ben rhodes having to win and he didn't so uh they've got their final four set for uh, uh, Phoenix 
for uh, the championship run. Zane Smith was third, Christian Eckes was fourth, and Matt Crafton was fifth. And let me see if I've got the final four here. And that would be um, uh, Chase Briscoe. Nope, I'm looking at Xfinity. Uh, I printed Xfinity here. Never mind, another Halloween trick on me. But I think the final four for the trucks came down to uh, Enfinger, who got in last night. Sheldon Creed, Brett Moffitt, and uh, I think Matt Crafton. I should know that. I don't. Matt's out. Matt's out. Matt's out. Uh, Would it be Austin Hill? Zane Smith. Zane Smith, yep. Zane Smith got in. I got that. Okay. Creed, Smith, Moffitt, and Enfinger. All right. So uh, I got my trucks and my Xfinity mixed up there. So Xfinity runs today. I already told you about that. So we got that out of the way. We got the trucks out of the way. ARCA's done. They finished a couple of weeks ago. And uh, champion there is Brett Holmes. Hallie Deegan was awarded Rookie of the Year, the lady racer, and she will be full-time in trucks next year. IndyCars had their last race of the season. It was pretty uneventful and not a very close championship. They ran at St. Petersburg, and Joseph Newgarten was the winner. Patricio O'Ward was second. Scott Dixon was the champion and finished third, and um, he won the first three races of the season, so it was pretty much over there. It was hard to catch him after you get off to a good start like that. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was Sebastian Bourdais finishing fourth, driving uh, A.J. Foyt's car. It's the best finish Foyt's had all year. And his other car with uh, Charlie Kimbrell finished eighth. So for A.J. Foyt to put two of his cars in the top eight was was a pretty good deal. Uh, Fifth was Ryan Hunter Ray. Sixth, Simon Pagino. Eighth, Marcus Erickson. I mean, seventh, Marcus Erickson, eighth, Charlie Kimbrell, ninth, Graham Rahal, and tenth, the Indy 500 winner, Takuma Sato. And the point standings there ended with Dixon first with a 16-point victory uh, championship differential over Joseph Newgarten. Colton Herter was third, Patricio Award was fourth, and Will Power was fifth. And that's the way the IndyCars ended up. And first year with that new body configuration, nobody got hurt. A lot of bad crashes, so uh, I'd say that worked out pretty well. Formula One ran at um, Portugal, and guess what? Lewis Hamilton won again. It was his third win of the the last four races, and his teammate was second, and they've just run off and clobbered everybody this whole year. Uh, It was announced in Formula One that uh, Kevin Magnussen and Roman Grosjean will not be back in the... Haas Ferraris, so the Americans, America's only team will have two new drivers yet to be named. And I noticed on the, uh, I don't know what the impact will be, but they race uh, tomorrow at Imola for the Emilia Roman, oh man, Romananja Grand Prix, whoever that is, and uh, of course Imola is in Italy, and but the race after that is the DHL Turkish Grand Prix, and they had a huge earthquake in Turkey uh, yesterday or the day before. And I don't know how that was impacted with the uh, with that. And they they uh, they keep racing way on into, uh, as I said last week, the middle of December at Abu Dhabi, which happens to be Alan's favorite Grand Prix track, he told us. Uh, the point standings there, Lewis Hamilton has checked out, and you can forget it. Valtteri Bottas is second, Max Verstappen third. And um, 
that's, you know, the races are interesting. Greg said he watched that whole race last week and was going to give us an in-depth, detailed report. And he's not here. So I guess we'll do without that. And finally, and definitely not least, is the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, which they're out there uh, qualifying right now at Laguna Seca and uh, for the Hyundai, the Hyundai Monterey Sports Car Championship. And uh, you got some uh, preliminary qualifying. Well, my brother's sending me East Texas in here, and they got a pretty fast race car out there. They got uh, they getting down to a minute fifteen seconds point eight. Five one, so uh, looks like uh, might be a good good race for them. And uh, right behind them's uh, the car that kind of the Ricky Taylor car. So uh, you know these two starting on the front row might not be a good thing. Well, <laughs> well, they uh, I turned my mic on again because somebody called in and then they disappeared, vanished for my very eyes. Yeah, because they had to run in at Road Atlanta and. Uh, um, did you say something during the commercial break about sandbagging? Well, the Acras are—they was all—they did not come out there to practice too much, and then all of a sudden now they're trying to show up, but uh, they still just a little bit behind the behind the five. I mean, the wheeling car, thirty-one car. Well, we, that's the one we want to win, and we talk about it all the time. And I'd like to really get Mike on uh, one of the last two shows. Um, they don't race next week, so maybe we can get Mike next week. I'd love to have him on. Mike, if you're listening, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah. They uh, have one more race at Sebring for uh, the 12-hour, Mobile One 12 hours of Sebring. And, of course, the Wheeling Cadillac dominated the first race they had at uh, Sebring back on July the 18th. And uh, as I have said over and over, they led except when they pitted. Um Ryan Briscoe's still the point leader. Pipo Durrani is 12 points back, and that's the guy we're pulling for with the WeatherTech car. Um, and I'm going to go to do the TV right now because that will tell us more about the WeatherTech series. But today, the only thing that's uh, really uh, of note is uh, the Xfinity race, which it says here 3.30 to 6. I just told you 4.30. So maybe that's an hour pre-race show. I do not know. So, um, but it's live on NBC, the the mothership for that network, at three thirty until six at Martinsville. It'll be a good race. Uh, no clue about the weather, but I think it was okay yesterday, and um, it'll be pretty dark when it ends. And that big full harvest blue moon should be coming up uh, just about the time that one wraps up. So. Uh, um, that would be, uh, the, I'll definitely be tuned into there, especially with South Carolina not playing today. Um, then tomorrow morning at 7.05 on ESPN2, you've got the Formula One race from Imola, Italy that I just mentioned. That's from 7.05 till 9. Um, then from 11.25 until 12.35, I guess this is the final uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship qualifying. I don't know if they do it in two uh, stages or not, but is scheduled for IMSA TV, and I think uh, it was pointed out how to get IMSA TV not too long ago. The cup race is from 2 to 6 on NBC, and that's live at Martinsville, and that will be, and historically in the few, last few years, has been a real a real barn burner with, uh, I know, Logano getting in one year, and it propelled him to the championship. So uh, anyway, um, that will be at 
2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and then from 6.30 to 9.30. And this is what I was getting at. It's same-day coverage on NBCSN of the WeatherTech Champion- Sports Car Championship from Laguna Seca. Um, if you don't want to know who won, don't look it up and watch it. Uh, actually, that thing should prob- is probably going to be coming on just about the time the real thing is ending. Uh, didn't forget about your Lanny in the last three minutes of the show here. And this would have been a good week for that to happen since everything else went wrong. But we want to thank Lanny McKinney, who does our um, uh, home, what am I trying to say, Facebook page and, our, and the Budmore Engineering website and has our, our backs on um, a lot of this. And I tell you what, Lanny, this, this, was a, this was a heck of a show. I can't wait till you get it on the podcast and I can listen to it and cringe at all the trouble I had. Um, and so did all that. We got two and a half minutes left, well, Alan. Well, I'd like to thank my own site reporter last night, Mr. Wilson. For, he's, he's good. <laughs> for all his uh, insight on racing. He knows, uh, you know, the car actually did win the race. Well, Dri- driver's just in there. Yeah, well, you know, he's uh I, I don't think uh, Jerry Punch and a lot of those guys, Winston Kelly, have... Too much to worry about, uh, Mr. Wilson taking over their job. But that that was that was funny. And anytime, you know, we'll get him on the show. I'd like to talk to Mr. Wilson. Okay, I'll I'll try to arrange that too. And um, of course, uh, we only got two shows left, and there's a lot of people we would like to have on that we didn't get on. But you got to remember now, we missed seven weeks. We had seven weeks there that we didn't have anybody on because we took the. When this pandemic first hit, we took a lot of time off to uh, try to stay safe and distance ourselves. And and um, Ronnie's still playing it safe and distancing himself. But he texts me all the time, a couple of times a week, and keeps up with his pick. And um, I got my family. They down at Ocean Lakes Campground this weekend. Where is that? They, uh, down at Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. They down there, they do an all-out trick-or-treating thing down there in Ocean Lakes. And uh, my grand boy, he's down there, and uh, there's no telling how much candy he'll bring back home. Well, see, I, and that's always a, a good thing for the parents, too. I, I, I was, uh, I pulled that wagon with those two kids in it around a lot of neighborhoods. But uh, the best part of it was uh, making sure the candy was okay. And sometimes it took quite a while to... to Okay, they're eating some of it. And got a little quick story about that. They are actually renting Mitchell Duval and Tanya Duval's place down there at Ocean Lakes. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Mike Duval race, That's and right. Mitchell, Mitchell was fastest in qualifying and coming back over, and not qualifying, but in practice and coming back over road. I told her she called. She said, "What about Mitchell?" I said, "That's all right." I said, "I think I know where he's wrong at." She said, "What does that mean?" I said, "Well, if I run second, I'm going to pull him." She said, "Oh no, you can't pull him." I said, why can't I pull him? She said, then they won't let us have our place at Ocean Lakes. I said, well, that's just a bad thing. <laughs> uh, uh, and I told Mitchell that the next day, and he about died laughing. Well, I tell you what, that's one of the tough things about racing. you got to keep your friends uh, happy. We want to thank everybody for listening today. This was one of the wildest, craziest most messed up shows we've ever had but it is Halloween and I want to thank everybody Natalie, we aren't coming and keep it between the fences, y'all you've 
been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400.